0: Everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 34. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If this is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. If you've been listening, thank you so much for coming back to listen and for Reaching out, I, I love hearing from you guys, all of the sweet messages that means the world to me, and reviews, especially, like, on Apple Podcast, <laughs> I really appreciate those. They really do help people to find the show, and then we can just, you know spread the love. Um, today's episode I'm super excited about. My guest is Juliana Featherman, who is an autism sibling. She shares her journey with her her brother Michael and her family's experience with autism. And she talks not only about that, but also about uh, an amazing creation that she has been working on called Making Authentic Friendships. And it's basically it's an app that allows people with special needs to connect and form friendships. So she explains it a lot better than I will. So I'll let her do that in the episode. Full disclosure, this episode was recorded a couple months back. So I do have an update at the end. Stay tuned. Um, I talked to Juliana just today and kind of found out how things are going with the app and what we can expect as far as when'll be out there. And yeah, so I have a little update, so make sure you listen to that. There were some audio issues (laughs) with this episode, which is why it took so long for me to get it out. Editing is not my strong suit, so just keep that in mind as you're listening. But I think that Juliana's message and her story comes through loud and clear. And to me that is definitely the most important important part. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Juliana. Hello, Juliana. Hello, Megan. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so I just have to give a little backstory. Juliana had reached out to me on Instagram. And I think we had already been following each other at that point, but we hadn't really like been introduced. Um, but Juliana has an app that she is developing for people with special needs to make friendships, authentic friendships. And that, that's the name of it, right? Yes. Making authentic friendships. Yes. Um, And she herself is an autism sibling. So I thought she would be a wonderful guest on the podcast. So Juliana, if you will kind of take us back um, maybe to childhood with with your brother and sort of what it was like for you as an autism sibling and especially, you know, in the younger years, like kind of maybe when you were like
1: realizing that your brother was different. What was that like for you? Sure, absolutely. Um, so obviously, growing up, it wasn't a typical brother-sister relationship. Um, I am pretty fortunate. My brother is high functioning. He does have the ability to talk and walk and do a lot of, you know, the basic functions. Um, but he doesn't have the ability to really, you know, keep conversation or he just needs a lot of reminders about like doing things. So you know, he could like live on his own, but it's just a matter of like he wouldn't really do anything on his own. So we have to remind him to get dressed, remind him to brush his teeth, remind him to take a shower. Um, yeah. So that's always been, you know, a challenge in my house. Um, I think it definitely I accredited to the person I am today completely. In fact, mm-hmm. that's what I wrote my college letter about when I was applying to college. Um, you know, you're obviously supposed to write about something that shaped you into a certain type of person, and that is what I wrote about, is growing up with my brother, because it it obviously came with a lot of challenges, but it really gave me a lot of great things, and the greatest thing it gave me is me and my family are extremely close, like, I've never met a family as close as us, probably, like, my parents are my best friends, and my brother is my best friend, obviously, but it's just different, (laughs) but Um, We're just so close. And I just think it's because we always have to work as a team and Mm -hmm. everything in our house, like the decisions are always made together, me and my mom and my dad, we make all the decisions. And I'm super fortunate because they always include me in those decisions. Um, You know, because we do everything as a family. And then when my brother turned 18, we did the whole guardianship thing. And That was big for us because I did co-sign as his legal guardian. So if my parents can't or are unable to take care of my brother for whatever reason, then obviously I decided that I would, um, which for some people it's a big decision. And I've actually spoken to some other autism siblings about it and They're great siblings and super involved in their siblings life, but they, you know, hesitate to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And that definitely was never even a hesitation for me. I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. My Uh parents didn't even ask me because they knew I would obviously (laughs) do it. (laughs) Um, And like every boyfriend I have, every boyfriend I've ever had, the first thing I tell them is about my brother and how they need to be like all in for him, like for the rest of their lives if they want to be with me. Um, so I definitely like plan for that. And now that I'm getting older, like I'm thinking about like moving out and stuff. I always think and tell my boyfriend like, Oh, we need to always have like a room for him and everything. So I mean, it's definitely made me think about things in a different way and really made me grow up at a really young age. Um, mm-hmm. So I felt like I had to be like, you know, co- like, almost like co parenting and being mm-hmm. really mature from a young age. Um, But it really just made me the person I am. So although I don't really fit in that much with like, college students, which (laughs) did end up being a bit of a struggle for me, just because I feel like I'm like 30. um, (laughs) I wouldn't change it, obviously.
0: So Mm -hmm. Oh, first of all, you have the cutest New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: I love it. It's so Thank cute. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you you said you live in upstate New York? Uh, No, I live on Long Island. Oh, on Long Island. Okay, yeah. sorry. I, I, I feel like lately I've been interviewing so many people in New York, so I'm getting it all mixed up. New York and New Jersey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so cute. Uh, I love, like, everything that you said. I think that it's so interesting because I – so I have, you know, my son Logan – who's six years old, he has autism. And then I have two little girls uh, who are two and a half and eight months. So they're, they're little, but I, I think so much about how their lives will be shaped by having a sibling with special needs. And I can only hope that, you know, in 20 something years from now that they will be in the place that you are because hearing you speak so so compassionately about your brother and so kindly about the situation. I mean, I always think about that from the sibling perspective, because as a parent, you know, you choose to be a parent. And when you have children, you, you're you going to love that child come rain or shine, no matter what. But as a sibling, you really are kind of like, thrown into this situation and like you said I'm sure in a lot of ways it does make you grow up sooner which I mean that isn't always fair to the child and I I, like I said I think about that with my daughters but hearing your perspective on it is I mean it first of all it's incredible but also it as a mom it just makes me feel better because I just pray that my daughters (laughs) have that have those same feelings um tell me tell me a little bit about though like I said like when did you kind of realize that your brother was was different? Because you are the older sibling. I had one other, I think I've had one so far on the podcast. I've interviewed a couple more, though, that have had, like, an autism sibling. But she was actually the younger sister. So tell me about, like, when you were little, did, did you realize, like, right away that your brother was different? Or, like, when did that kind of, like, occur to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did realize right away. We, I'm two years older than him, so you know, at a very young age, we had a lot of like, OTs and PTs Mm -hmm. and like vision, like people coming to the house, like early intervention type stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess at the time, it was obviously really little, probably like four or five. And, you know, we had all these people come to the house. And obviously, I didn't understand like completely, but I knew that I never had that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I do remember that, like thinking like, oh, all these people come to our house, like whatever, whatever
0: um so I don't did know you, did you ever feel jealous of
1: the attention that he was getting like as no. a no no I mean I never did and I am kind of surprised because I mean <laughs> every woman likes tension let's get real <laughs> yeah and I well especially as a little kid like yeah you, you as a
0: parent you want to keep things equal but it's like my I mean my son gets and I don't want to say more attention but I mean like you said there's constantly people coming to the house we're constantly talking about him and and my two and a half year old daughter, she will she won't like come right out like I mean obviously she doesn't know how to identify a feeling of jealousy, but she will like when when I'm talking to the therapist she will have to like interject herself into the conversation and do like cute little sideline activities so that we have to look over at her <laughs> and give her some attention.
1: But you didn't you
0: didn't feel that way?
1: No, I never really did. I mean, I think I kind of knew like inside of me I can't explain it Mm -hmm. I think I knew inside of me that um you know he was different and I just had to um do what I had to do and it's funny they like we got a dog recently and we got the dog for Michael Michael's my brother Mm -hmm. and they say like dogs know and my dog is a terrier he's very like you can't like do anything to him he gets like a very upset But my brother is able to like pick him up by like one paw and like he doesn't do anything. And I feel like (laughs) it's kind of like that. Like even when I was little, I just knew. Okay. Um, And I know a lot of like autism siblings say like, oh, they feel like even as they get older, like they feel like all the parents' attention is on the kid who has special needs. And Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate that I never felt that way, even though obviously it was always and still is a lot of like doctor's appointments and Mm -hmm you know, always meetings and this and that, like, I never felt that way. So, I mean, I'm fortunate for that, but.
0: That's, that's incredible. Yeah. The, the other, watch sibling that I had on, she was saying that, especially when she was younger, but even still now, it was sometimes hard for her because her parents did treat her differently than they treated her brother. And she was like, I, I just always struggle with that. And she was like, I still sometimes struggle with it. So it's, it's so interesting to hear your perspective, I mean, we're all, we're all different, but I wonder too, because since you are older, I mean, you know, it's only two years, but I wonder if you just had that, that little bit more of maturity to kind of see where he needed the extra help. And then that kind of gave you that, like you said, you just kind of knew how to handle it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think so. I feel like I was like born mature. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like it for sure. Cause how old are you now? 22. You're 22 and he, so he's 20. So yeah. tell me a little bit. Okay. Cause you said that he, he does live on his own. Or he, no, he doesn't. He does not. Okay. Nope. Okay. Um, and then, so, so he lives like with your parents and then, do, but you're in school right now, right?
1: Yes. Um, okay. I go to school in Connecticut. I go oh, to Sacred okay. Heart University. Um, I went here for my undergrad and now I'm in grad school here. Um, and I did like live away from home for five years now, but mm-hmm. I went to this school specifically because it's close enough for me to be able to easily like go back and forth. Yeah. Um. So I do a lot of that, especially now that I'm in, now that I'm in grad school. Because when I was in undergrad, I had a lot of other like responsibilities. You know, like I was on the cheer team and president oh. of uh, autism club and lots of other you know commitments I had. Mm-hmm. Um. But now that I'm in grad school, I have more free time. And, like, I don't have those activities, so I do a lot of going back and forth. Pretty much once a week, I'll, I'll go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad travels a lot for work, so sometimes it gets hard for my mom to do it by herself. So mm-hmm. I definitely try to make myself available as much as possible. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my brother lives in our house, and like I said, he needs to just be reminded to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, sometimes he doesn't want to do those things, (laughs) and he gets, like, frustrated. So that's kind of, like, where the issues come in. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, he obviously takes a lot of medication, and that is something that, like, he doesn't know how to do on his own. So that's, like, one of the big reasons why he can't be by himself, because Mm -hmm. he takes medicines in the morning and at night. And, you know, he, like, wouldn't take them on his own. And that's obviously, like, super important for him. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, he wouldn't like shower or anything either, which is right. important, <laughs> but um, I'm not sure yeah. if he'll ever be able to live on his own, but obviously okay. we hope that for him. I mean, at least like maybe like assisted living or something.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask that because that's something that, I mean, my son's only six, but I, I feel it when I first heard of that, like as an option for, you know, for people with special needs or on the spectrum, whatever have you. I was like oh I could never do that that would be so that would be so terrible but then the more I learned about it the more I'm like well you know maybe it would be kind of nice for him to have like that that little bit of independence like being away from from me but also you know having like you said, someone there to make sure that he is taking his medication. Um, Cause somebody had described it to me recently as like a college dorm setting. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that actually sounds like fun. <laughs> Cause when you think about it, like it's, you know, like a, like it, it, when you first hear about it, it sounds like it's like a prison or something, but I don't think it's really anything
1: like that. I mean, yeah, I, we definitely feel that way also, but obviously I'm sure, you know, um, it just gets really hard. Oh, yeah. Because, obviously, unfortunately, there's abuse and all that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's never not been home for, like, more than, like, I don't think he's ever not been home without us. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. that would be. And people like him, like, with autism and stuff, he's very, like, into his, like, structure and his yes. schedule. So, I don't, can't see that being, like, necessarily good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loves to be home. Like, he just oh. doesn't want to be anywhere but home ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, no I mean I
0: I, I'm just saying I I think I can see both sides to it whereas before I used to look at it as like such a negative thing now I'm kind of like well but I mean I say that now but my son is like my whole world so (laughs) I don't really I don't really know if if I'll ever be able to be away from him um well that what it what an incredible brother sister relationship you have like even though like you said it is it's different it sounds like it's just as close and I mean, in some ways, like, probably stronger than than a typical relationship with a sibling.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think I'm, like, so close to my parents, especially because of mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's crazy, so.
0: oh that is so
1: sweet. So
0: then, tell me how you started with your, the app. Like, what inspired you to get that going?
1: So, basically, I was the president of the Autism Club in college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that point. Um, I was like switching my major a bunch of times and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Um, and then I loved being the president of the Autism Club like so much. And I'm like, how can I do this with my life? So at that can point... Can
0: you just tell me, I'm sorry, what is the Autism Club and what did you do for them? Because that sounds amazing.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so it was called Are You Autism Aware at Sacred Heart University. I didn't start it. Um, excuse me, but I kind of got it off the ground. So someone mm-hmm. else started it. Um, and when I got there, I did this thing called community connections, and it was like my first week of being a freshman in college. I went a week early, and we volunteered in the Bridgeport area, which is like, you know, kind of like underprivileged mm-hmm. around our school. Um, so we like volunteered there for a week, and that was like my first experience being away from home. Um, and I had a mentor from that who was like a senior and she's the one who told me, oh my God, we have an autism club here. Like I could so see you being the president one day. And then ever since she said that I was like set on that. <laughs> so then I like made it my goal to like do that. Cause I was like, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I did. Um, I became the secretary, I think my sophomore year, and then I became the president the following year. So I was the president for two years. And I, um, so it it was kind of like not a well-known club, super small, didn't really do much. And then by the time I became president, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like grow this and actually do stuff with it. So I started holding fundraisers, organizing an annual walk. And, um, I started doing a golf outing and over my two year presidency, I was able to raise over $10,000 to donate to. Uh, you know, uh, organizations around autism. And we won club of the year, um, my senior year. That is
0: amazing. Oh, my God. Now, were there all like, just students like you? Or were there actual like people with autism in the club?
1: No, um, it was all students like me, I actually reached out to the learning center that we have here, because mm-hmm. there are people who have disabilities who go here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, you know, you don't, I don't really didn't really like see them or anything. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how I could like get in contact with them. Um, so I went to the learning center because obviously they get like um, you know, more time on their tests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they just weren't allowed to give out that information, obviously.
0: Okay. So they
1: said they would reach out to them on my behalf and say like, Oh, we have this autism club you should join type thing, but no one mm-hmm. ever did. Okay. So <laughs> it's definitely something we tried to do. It's just like yeah. obviously we couldn't get a hold of that information. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we did mentor in a school in Bridgeport, which was, um, in a special needs classroom. So I did that for two years. That is incredible. Well, you are definitely a (laughs) (laughs) go-getter. Thank you. Good for
0: you. Okay. So you were, we're doing the autism club and then that inspired you to get the app going?
1: Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, how can I do this with my life? I love this. And then I started thinking like, okay, I'm going to figure out something that my brother lacks in his life and figure out how I could fix it basically. So I started thinking, thinking, thinking. And then one day it just came to me, the friendship thing. I'm like, okay, he has no friends. He's really lonely. And Mm -hmm. that's true. Like he would be like crying over the fact that he was really lonely. And like, I have friends obviously. So he would see me like go out and have plans and he didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And we always say, like, obviously, we wouldn't want him to be, like, lower functioning than he is. But because he's so high functioning, the downfall of that is he's very aware of his differences. Yeah. Um. So as he gets older, he's very aware. He wants friends. He wants a girlfriend. He wants to drive. He wants to do all these things that he sees me doing and other people he graduated with doing. He just can't do them. And that's so mm-hmm. frustrating for him. Yeah. And that anger just leads to so many behaviors and stuff that just make everything worse for everyone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the loneliness is definitely one of, one of the big problems. Um, So I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a way I could fix this. And then I started thinking, obviously the world is going like all technology. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I could do an app. I really, at this point I just changed my major. I didn't change my major. I was a health science major, but I changed my minor to business um so I didn't know anything about really business or anything so that summer I just wrote a business plan which is like 30 pages on like everything about the business and I just kind of wung it and (laughs) (laughs) I like started reading a lot of books on entrepreneurship and writing a business plan and I'm actually sitting next to my stack of books right now there's like 30 of them and it's like (laughs) write a business plan in a day how business works building a website the startup playbook like I'm literally reading up and down the,
0: oh my God. the pile
1: right now so I mean I read all these books and just kind of taught myself at that point and my dad is a vice the vice president of his company um, so he gave me access to his accountant his lawyer and they all just work for me uh, on a volunteer basis and I ran past my I ran past them my business plan and my five-year plan and everything and You know, obviously it was a little bit like naive, but it was pretty good for someone who didn't know anything (laughs) at the time. Um, So I just kind of did that and I just was really naive, so naive. I just like thought I could just like do this and I didn't know how much it cost or how much time it would take nothing. I just thought I could do it. That's probably better. Yeah, yeah. That's good when you go. That's
0: kind of like this podcast. Like I kept being like, I want to start a podcast, but I had no idea how to start a podcast and how much work would go into it. Um, But I'm so glad that it happened that way because it's like you know, all you 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 end up where you're supposed to be. So that probably was good that maybe you didn't know everything going into it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree because I probably wouldn't have tried to tackle it if I knew. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, then the app was kind of born and then I started building my social medias and just networking a lot. And I don't know. I mean, my brother works at a place um, called Spectrum Designs Foundation on Long Island. And it's um, they employ 75 percent of people on the spectrum. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That's such a I mean. The, the friendship thing is huge, but the
0: employment thing is also so huge for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's like what we're trying to like work on because so I work really closely with their CEOs there because um, obviously like me and my family are super involved in the fundraising they do for their organization, mm-hmm. but also they do similar things to what I'm trying to do. So they work closely with me about figuring out my business and yeah, it just really works great because we're trying to tackle the two big issues together yes um so yeah we do um a lot of my fundraising money goes to them and so that's really cool that I had access to them to help me Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's basically that
0: that is incredible and you were telling me before so the app is it's not it's not really live yet so when are you thinking that it's going to be like ready to go or is that like a a really naive question for me to ask
1: (laughs) no um we are actually gonna make a decision on a developer probably this week or next week that's the plan very soon um yes we crowdfunded on iphone women which is an entrepreneur platform for women entrepreneurs and we raised eleven thousand dollars Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Thank you. Um, obviously it's not as much as I need. I need like fifty thousand, <laughs> but you know it's definitely a nice chunk, and um, yep. of course I'm thankful for that. Um, but my dad is being generous enough to offer to loan me the rest of the money. Oh my gosh, that's a um, thing. So yeah, I feel bad because. This wasn't their idea. This was my idea. But my parents obviously, and they like love it. But my mm-hmm. dad obviously works full time as the vice president of his company. And I'm constantly like, dad, I need you to do this and that and jump on a call <laughs> with me. And it's just so funny because he didn't obviously, he's in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. So I kind of sucked him into it big time. <laughs> and he he likes it as much as he won't admit it because he's so busy. He like likes mm-hmm. it and it's like a nice little change for him. Um, but yeah, we crowdfunded and we're going to choose a developer soon. And, uh, so about six months is the timeline we're working, we're working on.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: And, and what exactly will the app, I mean, obviously, like we said, it's, it's for, you know,
0: special needs people to, to find, find friends. Is it, is it just that simple? Like, what will it entail? Will you do like, like meetups in, in communities or is it just like. Is it almost like, a? I don't even know, because I got married a long time ago, but is it like a dating app where like you're like, hey, I'm looking for a friend? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Um, so basically, it's going to match users based on their um, age, diagnosis, interests, and geographic location. So basically, they'll sign up with those criterias and then... Um, we want it to work like a game so it'll be super user friendly. Mm-hmm. So when you sign up, you put a picture of yourself and then it turns it into like a little avatar. Um, and then when you search for friend matches, it shows up on a cartoon style map and then you could like, you know, it's interactive, it's fun, you could see your matches um, and basically it'll show up anyone who matches you based on any of your criteria. So same diagnosis, same interest, same whatever and it's within like 20 mile radius of your zip code um so that'll happen like that and then at that point you could chat someone and it'll be like a messenger chat and obviously there'll be like restrictions on that um as well as conversation prompts because I know my brother's biggest struggle is he can't really like make conversation on his own so the chat the chat will actually have like a drop down where it'll be like suggested, like conversation starters and stuff like that. Um,
0: that's what I was going to ask because I feel like even like you were saying when, even with someone who is high functioning, it still can be a challenge to have like that conversational type of language. Um, that's so wonderful that that is going to be just like built into the app.
1: Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts. Um, Cause I think that's so necessary. Um, So then you would chat a friend match, a possible friend match, decide if you want to meet up. And at that point, um, our main revenue stream is going to come from suggested meetup spots. So that's going to be listings of bowling alleys, movie theaters, mini golf places, restaurants and bars for the older crowd Mm -hmm. um, where they can we're going to suggest them to meet there. So based on their interests, maybe they both in the beginning chose they like bowling. So we will be like, oh, there's this bowling alley near you. You should meet up there um so that'll bring business to the bowling alley as well as incentive to meet in a public place Mm -hmm. and you know fun times and everything with your new friend so and if that happens then you would earn coins at that point and those coins will be used for your avatar to buy your avatar stuff which is just like the game part and then we we also hope to translate those coins into like real-time discounts and stuff like that as well
0: oh my gosh that sounds amazing thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, again, my son is, is really young. So it's like his friends right now are, you know, his, the kids in his class and the kids in the neighborhood, but you know, their autism is being diagnosed more and more. And now it's, I think it's one in 48 kids. And the majority of people with autism are young kids. Cause it's like, that's who, that's who's getting diagnosed left and right. So it's like, I think about, you know, he's going to be an adult sooner than I would like. And to have resources like this, it's just incredible because like you were saying, I mean, your brother, it sounds like he's doing really well. And obviously he has you guys, which is an advantage because you sound like such an amazing, loving family. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when you said that he, that he feels lonely, I mean, my heart just breaks into a million pieces. And like you said, if that's one of the biggest issues and you can figure out a way to fix that, And it sounds like this app is such a wonderful, wonderful way to do that. I mean, what an incredible tool for, for people with special needs. It just
1: sounds amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, I of course agree that it sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is amazing. I just need to obviously find the right developers and the right people to make it happen the way I, you know, envision it and want it to, um, And, of course, it doesn't come without, you know, um, some challenges. Um, One of the biggest is safety, Mm -hmm. which is something we're actively working towards solving. Um, Okay. I I know a lot of people ask, so I always like to mention it. Um, It's really, obviously, important for us to try and keep people who aren't supposed to be on there off of there. But, Mm -hmm. of course, it's not possible to guarantee that, unfortunately. Um, Mm -hmm. So you know, we are going to put precautions in place, like during the sign up process. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we haven't made a final decision on that yet, whether it be background checks, or a parent or a guardian has to co sign or something okay. along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't like to just like say it because I didn't make a decision. And I don't want, you know, to be yeah. held to anything. Um, but yeah, well, that's definitely like- one of the issues.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I was definitely thinking that when you brought it up, but it seems like since you are going to have more kind of like these preferred locations, I mean, hopefully because like you said, they are, you're helping them by, you know, bringing them more customers um, that they would maybe be able to work with you in terms of that, you know, I mean, not not that that's like a foolproof thing, but, you know, public places, obviously that helps, I think, cut down on some of the issues um, as far as safety. But yeah, I would think that like people that work there, maybe they would, understand that you know these people have special needs and maybe they would just like hopefully keep a closer eye (laughs) but that's not like a foolproof a foolproof plan for that so I can I can see where that would be a challenge for sure but it sounds like you are very uh savvy (laughs) and have have everything figured out so I'm sure you will you'll find a solution for that Oh, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, Juliana, it has just been a delight to talk to you. And like I said before, um, just hearing hearing from autism siblings for me personally as a as an autism mom is so I, I love it so much because I just I feel like because like I said, I you know, I have my, my two younger daughters and they are Constantly on my mind as to what what their life is going to be. I was actually just having this conversation with my mom over the weekend, and I was telling her, I'm like, as much as I feel like you know things might be different for them and more challenging, like having a brother with autism. I I do feel like autism siblings or, or any sibling with special or with special needs, you you just have to learn compassion so much younger and so much deeper than you would. Um, For typical children, and I feel like as as much as there are challenges that come with that, it's also such an amazing gift because you, you're able to relate and understand things that you you probably wouldn't have otherwise. So I have no doubt that, you know, your daughters will be thankful for it too. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Well, thank you so much again. And I will definitely link to you um, when I post this. But where can people connect with you for, for the app and all your
1: info? Um, all of our social medias are making us a-
0: And yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, like I said, when, I, when the episode goes up, I will tag you and all that so everyone can find you.
1: Well, thank you again, Juliana. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. All right.
0: Take care. You too. Bye. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Juliana. I am just so in awe of her as a, a sibling and a, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. I just think she is amazing. Um, and like I said, I had spoken with her earlier today and she gave me a little update. So in July, they are launching the interactive website version of Making Authentic Friendships. And that will basically work the same way as the app, which is still to come. They are are going to be getting the, the website up and running and all the different functions going so that, that way it's perfected when it's time to, to actually get the app going. So very excited things happening. Definitely follow her on social media. Like she had said, it's just making authentic friendships on Instagram and Facebook. And she's super fun to follow. But then also you'll get all the latest updates as well. So lots happening and pretty soon just july that's that's around the corner so again thank you so much everyone for listening i do apologize for the the sound issues i did the best that i could i really did um if you want to connect with me you can find me on facebook at adventures and autism podcast or on instagram at adventures and autism pod or you can email me at adventuresinautism2018 at yahoo dot com, and definitely make sure you are following me on Instagram because there is an exciting little giveaway happening um later this week that i am i'm super excited about so yeah definitely follow me adventures in autism pod and thank you so much for listening and for reaching out if you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast please let me know i would love to hear from you or if you just want to say hi that's cool too and again if you would be so kind to leave a review on apple podcast i would really appreciate it and that's all for now so until next time take care